Welcome to the Barfly Podcast. My name is Jeff Burkhart, columnist for the Marin IJ and author of the book 20 Years Behind Bars, The Spirited Adventures of a Real Bartender. Today, my co-host is Kevin Blum, community manager for the online review site Yelp. Welcome, Kevin. Today, uh, our guest is Gabe Bryan, owner-operator of Archive Bar and Kitchen in San Francisco. And our topic today is, uh, is how the exorbitant rents of the Bay Area are affecting the hospitality industry in ways that you might not understand. Not necessarily the rent of the, of the restaurant itself, but the rent for the employees kind of limits the, the hiring thing. And one of the ironies of uh, trying to get Gabe on the show was that he had to keep canceling because uh, he kept having employees leave or could not fill their positions because the hiring in San Francisco is so difficult. So welcome uh, to the show, Gabe. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Oh, nice to have you here. And so uh, what, what do you think is going on with this whole thing? Um, well, you know, I've had a lot of difficulty finding uh, not only kitchen staff, but front of the house staff, um, you know, due to the fact that, uh, you know, rents in, in California and the Bay Area especially are just getting really out of hand and out of reach of most uh, hospitality people. I know that uh, when I first started in this business, um, I had a nice, you know, little little flat in San Francisco and it was uh, about $1,400 a month. I split it with one other person and, um, you know, I was able to, you know, make a really good amount of money as a bartender and server uh, working in, in the restaurant industry and, um, you know, able to go out at night and have cocktails and enjoy a nice bite to eat at a friend's restaurant. And um, nowadays, fourteen hundred dollars will get you a parking spot. Yes, yeah. if, if that. Yes, if you're lucky. <laughs> Maybe well, not in a good neighborhood. A nice walk-in closet for fourteen hundred dollars a month right now. Well, yeah, I did some I did some right. statistical research, and they said uh, the average rent for a two-bedroom, thousand-foot apartment in San Francisco is forty-four hundred dollars. Yeah, right. $4, so you're looking hundred dollars. Forty-four hundred dollars. Isn't that ridiculous? So essentially, and then studios are a little bit more. Three bedrooms are a little bit less. But essentially, it breaks down to about thirty-four hundred dollars for seven hundred square feet, wow. which is outrageous. It's out- absolutely outrageous, right? And you think, you know, like Gabe, you're talking about, uh, you know, a good job in the service industry, you're probably making two hundred dollars a night in tips. So if you work five nights a week, that's a thousand dollars a week. Two thousand oh, over half your income goes to rent alone. Yeah, and that's definitely something that's been talked about a lot on the news. Is uh, you know the the income equality across the nation, but especially here in the Bay Area, it's it's very relevant. And you know, I talked to my kitchen staff, I talk to my front of the house staff, I try to understand where they're coming from on a regular basis so that I can be, you know, a a better restaurant owner, both financially, but, you know, empathetically as well, just being able to understand, you know, what they're going through. You know, I was talking to Kevin before we got started about, you know, my my kitchen staff, which is, you know, 95% Latin, and they go, uh, they start work at about 8.30 with me. They work till about 2.30, then they have about a half an hour break. They go to their other job where they start at 3, 3.30. And they work till 10.30 at night. And they do that most uh, almost six days a week, some of them five days a week, some of them seven days a week, just to make ends meet, just to make rents, just to be able to afford to get to work, just to be able to afford to supply you know the basic necessities for their families. And it's... Um, and that's hard work. It's Kitchen hard work. work is not, it I mean, is not, that's yeah. not something people, <laughs> I know, I, you know I, all I, these I, cooking <laughs> shows are, are crazy, right? Yeah, yeah well, it's dirty, it's hot, the hours are long, people are yelling at you all the time. It's, yeah, it's, it's well, a hard job. People and, and just um, the overall uh, exertion that you have to put in to work a 10 to 12 hour work day every day is uh, unbelievable. And as a restaurant owner, I'm, I'm constantly putting in those hours. 
but I'm, I'm managing, I'm doing floor stuff. These, this is physical labor. This is physical labor in, in, you know, hot, warm, humid conditions, um, and high stress and high stress levels. So it's, it's really difficult. Now that there was a time and it wasn't even that long ago where people, if, you know, if you want to get a bartending gig um, or anything in the hospitality industry, I mean, there was a big market for it. Now yeah. it seems like that's completely dried up. I, I can't tell you the number of, you know, like prominent, successful restaurant owners who've approached me in like the past few months saying like, we're having a tough time finding yeah. just basic help. Yeah. And that's, you know, that, that's a couple different things that are uh, contributing to that. One is... You know the the pay the pay scale that sure. what restaurants can actually pay to find employees yeah and also um, the fact that uh, you know the the raise in minimum wages is, is hurting a lot and that's affecting the restaurant owners so you know I put um, a, a ad out for a server last week um, and I got you know eighty some odd candidates that actually applied mm-hmm. from that I asked about. 20 of them to come in for an interview. Uh, about half of those showed up. Uh, then God bless I, the restaurant industry. Yeah. Wow. And so the ones that actually showed up, I talked to them, had a nice conversation. Some of them, you know, did not um, interview well. They were unhirable in, in, in multiple uh, multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I would find a couple and say, well, why don't you come in for a, 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 a stage, like a, a, trying, a tryout mm-hmm. for a couple hours. And I think, you know, 20% of them actually showed up. Uh, so by the time I actually get somebody to show up for a shift, was, that's like 95% of the uh, hiring process is just you showing up to work. And, well, and what about the folks that you do hire and then they are just no-shows? Yeah. Like, that well, seems to be like I've, uh, an I've, ongoing trend. I've had that. And which, I, which this, this is what I don't understand about that is that, you know, if you apply for a job uh, and you're asked to interview for that job and then you're given that job, and you don't show up for that job. Like, where's where's the you know where's the hurdle in that? I don't understand why right. you would even apply for a job if you're not going to try to show up for the job. Exactly. And that's something that I've been battling with for years. I mean, I I was pretty lucky for a while to not have a ton of turnover, um, but nowadays it's just um, it's it's just difficult. It's difficult to hold on to people. And when I was starting. You know, I, I jumped in as a hospitality professional and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And it seems more and more with the younger generation that that's not their mentality and maybe they want to go do something else. But, you know, is that a millennial thing or is that I don't a- know if it's a millennial. You know, I definitely think so. I think that, you know, as as we are kind of in this society of, you know, instant everything yeah. uh, that they think that, um, you know, instant success is just going to come. But, you know, you got to you got to. You got to get your hands hands dirty for a really long time and learn a skill. And even if that's not your, your lifetime goal to be in hospitality, you know, you better do that job the best to your ability because that's going to give you the foundation for every other job that you're going to take on in your life. So right. Work, work ethic. Yeah. Work ethic, which is, which is, is really hard to find. And when you do find it in people, it's such a great quality and you, and you definitely appreciate it. And, um, and you try to hold on to it as best you can. Well, I've noticed sometimes, that certainly in bartending, that, that, that some people use it as a dodge. I'm yeah. a bartender, and then they don't really bartend, right? Yeah. They just kind of hang around and bounce around and, and do that sort of thing. It's almost like the musician thing where some people, you're, you know, well, what have you done? Well, I haven't done anything recently, right? Well, you're not, really, you're not a musician then. I don't know what – you're somewhere in between, right? Yeah. Unless you're actually doing it, that's different. And some, in the restaurant business, it's possible to have that kind of lifestyle yeah. where you're not really fully committed. And uh, and then there's the, the other side of the equation where you get 
very professional, very competent people. But one of the things that you were talking about is turnover. I think certainly in the service industry, people like to see familiar faces. And if you go into a place and every time you go there, you don't recognize anyone who's there. Eventually it feels that it's just something doesn't, I mean, maybe it's a a continuity gap. Yeah, well, you lose your comfort level. Right. And when you go to a place, you know, the, the thing I've always strived to do in my particular restaurant in San Francisco is, you know, it's a small place, but... We have a ton of regulars. We, you know, we are, give exemplary, excuse me, exemplary service, and we try to make people feel comfortable. So we have a lot of regulars that come in. They see a face. They see me, you know, running the floor all the time. They see our general manager running the floor all the time, and that makes them feel good about the situation. That's why feels they're coming good. in. That's why they're coming yeah. in. I mean, you can get a, a pizza and a beer, you know, all sorts of places in San Francisco, but you know, we like to think people come in for for that particular reason and. And I think that as um, this progresses, this you know this employment struggle here in the Bay Area gets harder and harder to make people feel warm about their experiences. And I don't know about you, Kevin, but you know I don't know what the service has been like for you when you're going out, and if you're noticing a difference in that. Um, but I've definitely noticed it. And the quality of service, yeah, the quality oh, yeah. of service, oh, yeah. and and just the 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 focus on service. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just seems like it's starting to slide more and more. And that's not only in hospitality, but I think. All over, all well, over the board. One thing that you were saying that we had talked about uh, a little bit earlier was that um, you know the training for you know new staff, new hires is um, you know you have a certain protocol. You know, there's this is how we do things at my restaurant. Yeah. You know, and I sometimes I don't think business owners are afforded that luxury anymore because they're just so desperate to hire anybody who will actually show up. That's very right. true. And I, and I, I find myself having to pick my battles more and more uh, yeah. than, and, and I wouldn't do that in the past because yeah. I expect a certain level of professionalism and service and, um, you know, just attentiveness from a server, from a bartender, from right. anybody. And now, you know, I have to bite my tongue or I have to, I see certain things and I go, God, I really wish I could kind of dig into this a little bit more. So, but you also have to kind of adjust your training um, to that. You, you got to realize that it's a changing time mm-hmm. and you have to adjust how you train people to kind of fit into whatever mold you're trying to get to. And I think it's harder and harder. Right. Ultimately, you get the employees you get. Yes. You, know, you don't get the employees you wish for. It's the same with customers, right? You can wish all <laughs> yeah, you that's want, true. But, but you get what you get. And then you have yeah. to, a, a, a good management works with that and figures out how to make that work, right? You don't wish for Michael Jordan and go, well, if I had Michael Jordan, I could win. Well, of course you do. Like, everyone could. Right? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> wants a Michael Jordan. Right. Yes. So, but, but the idea is good management focuses on what they have, at the, the tasks that they have at hand and the tools that are available and makes that all work. Although I think it's ironic because uh, – uh, not only is it from the from the from the provider side where you're having trouble hiring people, I know as a as a customer I've had to adjust my adjust my expectations. I don't expect the same level of service anymore because I so rarely get it. And so instead of being frustrated and angry every time I go out, I just go, well, you know, that's the best it's gonna be now. But that also means that I'm not going to those higher end restaurants as much as I used to because I'm not confident they can deliver at the at the rate that would be expected for that, but you're still getting charged the same prices. You are, yes. Well, probably way more. Actually. Yeah, I've, I've, I've learned that. You know, as as things go along, as things get more and more expensive throughout the Bay Area, rents, uh, cost of cost of goods, all that stuff. You know, you have to charge uh, a bit more uh, money to to cover those costs. And you know, as as an owner, I've gotten to a point now where like, wow, geez, how much can I actually charge for a pizza before people really start to 
take notice and no longer are, are able to, to come in. So, yeah. So, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, these are the times that we live in. Um, I, I wish I had a better summation here on this. I, I Thanks so much that. for that, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry not to bring the house down here. Um, but so I'm saying we should just all quit and move. Um, no, 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 no. But, I mean, these are the times that we now live in. And um, I, I think a lot of diners aren't aware of the fact of how hard it is to, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, employ uh, great employees and, uh, you know, maintain the service that people have come to expect. But... Um, so I, I, hopefully, I mean, when people listen to this, that they'll have a greater respect for the amount of effort that goes into running a restaurant because the the cost of living, especially here in the Bay Area, and the cost of employment, it's, it's kind of gotten out of hand. And so we're doing the best we have with the cards that we are dealt. Right. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Um, and, you know. and, you know, we all have to adjust. And that's uh, just... You know, being able to evolve as a, as a customer or, or a restaurateur or a hospitality professional is... It's hospitality Darwinism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Join us next time in our continuing discussion with Gabe Bryant about the difficulties of hiring and employing people in the service industry in the Bay Area. Next time, we will focus on professionalism. My name is Jeff Burkhart. Thanks for listening. I would go home with you, but I'm more-